0: Agents podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Street text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at StreetText.com. Do you love cold calling, prospecting?
1: Door knocking, calling expireds, calling fisbos, doing all of the traditional, how do I say this, crap that we're all taught in the real estate industry, but so many of us despise doing. I think most of you can answer this question, and I think I know how you'll answer this question. And yes, I realize there might be some outliers who might actually say, I actually enjoy those things. And for you, well this matters to you too because you still want to grow your business. Today's guest is an is is somebody who is executing on a different level. And we're going to share that with you today. He's going to talk about we're going to talk about some of the things he's doing with social media, with a Facebook group. We're going to talk about some of the things that he has done to overcome uh, the crashes in 2007 and 8 and and the COVID year of 2020 to where his mindset is what allowed him to have some of the best years of his career and he's going to share all that with you today so welcome to the show good friend of Tristan and I probably more so Tristan but Blair you and I go way back and we always have a great time together Blair Ballin Blair Ballin Blair Baleen. you pronounce it however you like either way welcome to the show
2: thanks for having me it's good to uh good to be here and to see you
1: Absolutely, man. So let's uh, let's rewind and uh, tell our audience, for those that don't know you, who you are, where you come from, and kind of what, uh, how you know, your your progression in the industry.
2: Absolutely. So uh, I am a realtor in Phoenix, Arizona, or the greater Phoenix area. And I've uh, been a realtor, I think I'm coming up either on 22, 23 years. I started off super slow, didn't really know what I was doing days of magazine and newspaper advertising. And uh, as time went on, ended up having uh, a partner, did okay. And then 2007-ish came along, market was beginning to crash and then it crashed hard and uh, was also in the process or time of my life of being engaged and getting ready to be married. So income was way down, getting married and was in a very Concerning spot and basically ended up finding finding out about REOs or real estate owned properties, commonly referred to as foreclosures. Started doing BPOs and that transformed into a very good time of selling homes. And I don't mean that to those who didn't do well during that time. Like I don't mean that I, I wish ill on them. It was just a, a a good time. Had a great team selling homes, and it was just a fun time in the things that we had, the things that we learned. Then came short sales, didn't know how to do those at all, went through a very, very difficult time, probably the roughest patch of my life, both personal and business, really, really rough. And then was fortunate to come across a couple different mentors and coaches, which uh, at that time transformed things and then uh, started learning more about mindset. And then fast forward to the past couple years, uh, have been doing in my book fairly well for my own production. have had a team, but my teams have always been structured differently. And, and here I am today with, um, with what I didn't think would ever be the case, but having a Facebook group doing TikToks, which I despise doing. Okay, on Instagram, doing those TikTok, TikToks, I just, I despise that platform, but I recognize the value that it has in our business. And here we are
1: lots unpacked there uh and you know i'm going back to that TikTok, but not right yet <laughs> um first i want to ask you uh so 22 23 years ago so you got in the business around 2000 ish where did you come from what were you doing prior to real estate
2: so basically i was uh, just a kid out of college just graduated bought my first house um the two jobs i had back then were i worked at golf courses you know like cleaning clubs kind of thing and then this is, this is actually kind of cool. I used to actually caption different uh, types of programming. So the days that we have now where you can press a button and all of your words pop up, that used to be me actually typing it on this keyboard with headphones going do, 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 do for eight hours a day. So whether it was commercials, movies, uh, whatever, uh, it was me doing that.
1: Interesting. Uh, that that definitely takes us back. For so so back in those days, this is pre-social media. That literally, that's all it was. It was television, essentially. I guess, right?
2: It was, yeah. I mean, there was radio, but yeah, tele- television. Uh, and from a realtor's marketing perspective, it was TV, radio, newspapers, magazines. Like that was it. Yeah, that's
1: that's fascinating. The other thing that I wanted to hit on that you mentioned, uh, because I think it'll bring context to everybody, is you know, especially in this industry, especially the way the media has gone nowadays, and and by and large, the the loudest voices are, you know, people at a very very high level, and 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 so I think real estate agents, just entrepreneurs in general, we judge ourselves based upon typically the best of the best with massive teams and it's an unfair barometer. And you said it, I feel like I'm doing well by my own standards. And I think this is important to point out to everyone listening to this is what is that standard and how do you judge yourself? And and since you mentioned TikTok and we're going to talk about social media because it's having an impact on your business. You know, you, you all hear about how Instagram and these platforms are ruining teenage girls, right? Uh, because of how we see ourselves and how we judge ourselves against this perfect world that we're seeing that isn't actually true, but that's what we're seeing. We're seeing highlight reels, right? So as you judge yourself, and uh, you know, and and you said I'm doing well and by my own standards, a what do those numbers look like? I'm curious. I think the audience would be curious. And B, what's your advice for someone who does beat themselves up because they're comparing themselves to, you know, Ryan Serhan, which is totally unfair.
2: Totally. Yeah, and, and I think one thing I want to add in there is, I also say it that way because it's, it's basically just me. Like along the way, maybe I've had a TC here and there, transaction coordinator, and I have a VA doing, you know, some social media posts here and there, but it's mostly been me, not a buyer's agent, not someone else that's licensed on the team doing other sales-related activities. And, and that doesn't mean that that's the best way to run something. It just simply means that's what I've done. Uh, but as, as far as setting up like standard and standards and stuff, uh, for the longest time, I, I've been the hardest critic of myself. It took me a very long time, whether that's 18 years, 17 years, however long, uh, and and by no means uh, I I still beat myself myself up over stuff. It's just not where it used to be, and it was it was really bad. I mean, you know, if during the REO days my best year was selling 330 homes in one year, and I can't do that again. Be, because of whatever reason, then, you know, I suck or I can't do this or I'm awful or I don't belong in this business or I've only sold 50 homes on my own with no staff. Like that's, that's a horrible way to treat yourself. And one of my coaches or mentors basically told me one day, he's like, you have a daughter, right? And I said, yes. And he's like, so is that how you would talk to your daughter if she You know, only got a C on a test or or whatever, whatever the case is. And I said, no. And he's like, well, why do you talk to yourself like that? And that stuck with me. And I try my best to, you know, speak more positively to myself and fix my mindset because the reality is if I'm not performing where I want to be, it's really only mindset based. I need to shift that to then be able to do more because I'm the only one in control of my actions. It sounds cliche and we always hear it as lenders, realtors, title people, whatever, or any business owner watching this, but especially in the real estate space, the reality is we are the only ones that control what we do. The market is irrelevant because people always buy and sell. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, so true, so true. And if you And if you strategize correctly, the shifts and cycles will have less impact on you uh than than everybody else so uh so in your world what is a good year what is a good year for you and keeping in mind you're phoenix so maybe it's a little bit higher volume than most it's not bigger than la or something like that but it's bigger than midwest uh what is a good year for you what do you consider a good year
2: sort of a cop-out answer but it's it's whatever i set my goals to be that i think are realistic that can be done uh, and maybe a little bit, you know, exceeding uh, past that, so shooting for the stars kind of thing. Numbers wise, there have been a there have been a bunch of years where I did not including REO or anything like that, where I've done fifty units, uh, you know, over o- over a couple of different years. Meaning fifty, you know, one units here, forty nine units there, and the average over a couple of years was about fifty. But then I learned like it's not really units. Um, like I love helping people and that's what gives me the most joy in, in the business or one of, one of the things it's, it's really more about, do I feel like I gave it my best that year? Uh, so as an example, last year was excluding REO was my best year volume wise from a dollar perspective. And I think I ended up right around 22 million and in there. There were a couple different higher dollar sales that help that number be higher, but it was it still felt like one of my it still felt like my best year, even if I ended at, I don't know, 25 units, because I'm like, wow, I did half the units and made double the income versus other years. So every year is different. You know, some years I might want to do more units just because I, I miss doing it. Like I, I love helping more people, but then there's years where I'm like, I introduce so much stuff into my business that this is just way too much. And 50 units is way too many.
1: Yeah. I mean, 50 units for an individual agent with very little support is very, is, is impressive. It's, it's excellent. And it's, it's beyond what most people are capable of, you know, as you, you've been in the business this long, you, you, you clearly uh, have it have it I would say figured out I mean I don't know if that's ever really true of anyone we're always learning right but you have it pretty well figured out Uh, why have you not aspired to grow a team and because you're always going to have a limit and I'm sure you know that limit and it probably is in the 50-ish range by yourself why do you not aspire to grow in that regard and kind of stay as and as your own individual self
2: So I I think it's you know I've tried growing a team different structures and it's never worked out. And I think it's all me, not not nothing. I know it's me. Not knowing uh, the right people to hire, not knowing how to hire, having too much of a a exclusive type of personality where you know you you come on board like I've hired buyers agents before and they're like I'm going to make these calls uh, because I built a lot of my business prior to social media on prospecting and they're like oh I love it I want to learn about it I want to do it too they come on board they make a couple calls for a couple days and then they stop for whatever reason and they're like oh cool I'm, I'm going to be back on board and then something happens and then I get pissed off that they didn't keep their end of the bargain while I'm trying to bust my butt to help them accomplish their goals not my goals And then I get pissed off, things don't work out, they leave and then I'm like, screw it, team suck. I don't wanna have anyone on my team. I'm better off just spending my time helping the people that I do best. And as I continue to develop as a realtor and business owner, I I think there's definitely a point where I recognize that that needs to change and I wanna help other, I truly do wanna help other agents grow their business and help more people. I just need to know the right things to do to have those right people on the team and not just hire someone because I feel bad for them. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's more relatable than you realize. I think there's probably far more agents in our industry. Cause again, we go to conferences, we get on webinars and we're talking to people that have scaled massive teams and then, oh, that sounds amazing, but it, it, it's, it's a pain in the ass. And coming from somebody who's, who's had massive teams and still does, managing humans is really freaking hard. I mean, you're basically a therapist. You have to embrace, I, I use this terminology, you have to embrace mediocrity in humans in general. And you have to embrace <laughs> that they're not going to have the same drive as you. They're not going to want more, they just want enough. And, and embracing that doesn't mean you have to, you know, you might embrace the fact that I don't want to babysit another human being. I'm just going to stay on my own. There's nothing wrong with that. Or you might say, okay, I just got to get over it. I got to bite my tongue. I can't get pissed off. I got to accept this is the way it's going to go. And I want to help develop because, you know, whatever, I think I think what you said is is very relatable, and it's 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 why I like having you on as a guest because I think this is very relatable. Again, we always interview the best of the best, typically, and that's an anomaly. That's an anomaly. I love I love interviewing successful people that love where they're at, and you know, and that's and that to me is is the epitome of who you are. You know, you you've mentioned mindset you know, a little bit. And, and, um, I want to talk a little bit more, more recently about the mindset with COVID and there's so many different things that could have sent people down rabbit holes of just, you know, all kinds of depression. What, what, uh, what is it that allows you to overcome that?
2: So, so it was, it was the week of COVID, uh, when it, when it officially like hit big time here in the U S so it was like March Twelfth ish of 2020, I was on my anniversary wedding anniversary trip with my wife in Texas, and I was sitting there on the the couch looking at my phone, and I'm seeing you know like this PGA tour cancel event canceled and this event canceled and then air airlines being shut down and all this stuff, and I'm like wow like you know it was it was already impacting stuff but now it looks like it's really going to do something to everything unfortunately and i'm like okay it's been a slow two and a half months or so so far for me at that point and i was like let me let me digest all of this crap uh on my phone uh we didn't really have a tv where we were staying so let me just look at all these this news garbage like you know all, all this stuff is happening so let me look at all this stuff ingest it get back to my office Monday morning, forget everything that's happened, understand that what's probably happening in the real estate space is there's going to be realtors that are like, oh my God, I don't want to go to this person's house because I might get this. There's probably going to be consumers that don't want to go to a house because they might get this or a seller that doesn't want people coming into their home because they might also uh, get it. So- and then what I started to realize was, and at that time, I'm still doing quite a bit of calling. And, and my calls over the past couple of years have mostly been to buyers, uh, whether it's a Zillow lead or a Facebook lead ad or whatever. Uh, I still call expireds, calling them more right now because that's the market. Uh, but let me get rid of all of that. Focus on that. There's probably going to be very few realtors that are actually transacting, and there is still a ton of business to be had. And just like when foreclosures happen, not taking advantage of the marketplace, but knowing what's in the marketplace to take advantage of that and then make sure that I'm able to accomplish my goals and support my family is now I'm going to attack the phones and help these people and nothing is going to get in my way. And then from that point forward, everything literally changed. And my business completely took off. 2020 was an amazing year business-wise and and personal. Uh, 2021 became even better. And then 2022 is probably even better than 2021. And through that, one thing that I'm extremely grateful for in 2021 we were able to purchase as as a family, a second home in an area that we absolutely love. And we would never, ever have been in that position unless I changed uh, my mindset. And I, I don't know if this is showing up as both a webinar or just a podcast or both. But if it's if there's an image of it and it can show up, this is my vision board. And on there was or is one of the homes that we wanted to buy, which we were able to buy. And and right when COVID hit is when I was like, okay, I'm making this a reality. Nothing's going to stop me from doing these things. And I have every ability to make this happen, regardless of what's going on in the marketplace. And nothing will stop me from doing that.
1: I mean, that's, that's powerful. And, and, I, and I think that's a perfect segue and shift to also what has happened over the last few years, where, which is one of your coaches and mentors is a, is a guy by the name of Tristan Almada. Uh, some of you may have heard of him. Um, if not, you can Google him. Uh, but, but he's had uh, some impact, I think, on, on where you've gone in terms of probably, A, not only mindset, because obviously he's, he's so great at that and he's such an avid reader and uh, always consuming, but also on the social media piece. And so now I want to shift over there to where you've gone and what's really helping your business, which correct me if I'm wrong, but it all started uh, with a Facebook group. Am am I right when I say that?
0: Uh,
2: You are. Yeah. So three-ish years ago, a different coach told me about Facebook groups and his opinion, you know, like as realtors, we should you know, at that time, I think is when Zillow started to launch that they were becoming a brokerage in some areas and they were, you know, like attacking our industry. So as realtors, what can we do to combat that? And one of the ways, instead of just buying Zillow and Realtor.com leads, which there's nothing in in theory wrong with that, is what can we do as realtors to control our business uh, or control it more? Because the reality is the more we're in control of everything, Uh, As an example, one thing I love is when agents join brokerages, and this isn't a knock on brokerages or agents that think this, but they're like, you know, this brokerage, do they have a website that I can use or a CRM? And and if the answer is yes, great, it's better than nothing. But the better thing is have your own CRM, your own website, because what if you grow to the point where you want to leave? Now you've left everything behind and you have to start from uh, ground zero so this coach told me about facebook groups took me a while to find what what i was most into Uh, so i used to live in chicago so now i'm in phoenix get a bunch of people here from chicago chicago cubs have spring training here and i was like i'll start a group that's chicagoans who are now in phoenix And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm passionate about this, but really how many people are going to be in there that I can attach to, that I can show how much I love being here or whatever. So that bombed. And then I eventually found something and the group uh, or name that I came up with, uh, and hopefully it's okay to share it, is Living North Phoenix. So there were some other groups here locally with the word or words living in for their cities. There is no city, North Phoenix, but I didn't want to do Phoenix. Don't mean to get too much in the, into the details only because I don't want to you know, bore you guys. But the thought process behind starting this group was don't want to do Phoenix because it's too broad. And I, I just don't want to be attached to what I think those areas could be. North Phoenix is where I live. North Phoenix is a names that locals come up with so i was like cool i created my own boundaries for it started off super slow was stuck at 100 members for a very long time in my eyes and then stuck at 300 and i was really stuck there and then basically through the advice of tristan he's like well find people that can help you grow the group by inviting their friends and associates and people who live in the area." So I was super, super fortunate to find someone that's an insurance agent who literally invited a bunch of his friends. We grew from 300 to 1,000 overnight Mm -hmm. within a day and then 3,000 within three days. Fast forward to where we are now, which is about two years later, getting super close to being 15,000 members. And I'm very selective of who I let in. I usually don't let realtors in because I know how annoying realtors are including me and I don't want uh the group to be inundated with real estate posts about stuff that's not relevant to the community. So it it has been life-changing and I don't like using that word that phrase but it truly has because yes i've gotten deals from it i've earned deals from it i've earned trust and relationships from people but the amount of people that i feel that have been impacted positively so as an example the first year we had it someone private messaged me saying basically i'm too embarrassed to post this i have some grandkids and don't have any money to get them gifts and would you be willing to post something saying whoever wants to donate or give they could, I said, absolutely. I did. And within a couple of days around Christmas time, and I I don't want this message to sound like I'm taking the credit for it. Cause I, re- I really don't want it. It's the power and impact of a community group that did this is she was able to get a bunch of gifts and like $500 in gift cards. And now knowing that her family was able to have a different type of Christmas, I was like, holy moly, this is incredible. Mm. So it's now part of my goals to grow this group as quality much as possible to impact more people like that. Uh, And if, you know, when I started this, did I want to get a deal? I said to myself, and I stand by this to this day, it's cool if I do, but if I don't, that's cool too. If I can just have an impact on people to where if they're looking for a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a local Mexican restaurant, gifts for the holidays, I want to be that person that helped create that,
1: yeah, I mean, you've you've built something. I do want to talk about this deeper because I think a lot of people will have questions about this because you're doing what everybody hears everyone talk about, right? It's not obviously just Tristan and I with drunk on social. It's you go to any conference, there's always a social media quote unquote expert talking about this stuff. And, and that's why we love talking to somebody like you, because again, this is real. This isn't uh this isn't somebody with, you know, uh, even lab code agents, which, which here I am hosting their podcast. That's an anomaly of a Facebook group anymore. Drawing to that size is probably impossible anymore. And so, I think so many people get lost in that vanity. Like they, they measure themselves based upon that, but measure yourself based upon this. Like this is this is real and this is actually happening. So I want to ask you some strategic questions. So, you know, y- you mentioned that as you were, you know, first of all, geographically, you didn't broad base it, but you also didn't go micro niche, right? So I, I guess if you break Phoenix up, is it broken into four quadrants of North, South, East, West, or how is it broken up?
2: It's it's not you know there there's cities like you know for someone listening to this or watching it or yourself like you know you you've been here I think we 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 had dinner at a place in Scottsdale and Paradise Valley so there's you know the cities Chandler Gilbert there's some much bigger groups uh, for for those areas and and for me I I think I wanted to just create my own area. I didn't want to do the Phoenix. I didn't want to do the Scottsdale. And I was like, well, North Phoenix, it's, it's not known out of state. So people aren't Googling it, but it's like, I can create it and I can get the exposure. So then now, I'm I'm number one at it. Meaning a while back, one of my coaches gave me this book, which I'll never forget. I forget the name of it, maybe like 10 immutable laws of marketing or something. And one of them or or the top one was like, you want to be number one at something. So which sounds obvious. So I was like, I don't want to do Chandler because it's already taken. Gilbert was already taken North Phoenix. No one's doing it it's an area that i can create and i can make it as big as i want because it's it's my definition of it there is no like google definition that you can only go these boundaries so no in in the phoenix area it's all like really city related yes locals might say west phoenix or you know south phoenix but others don't really know about it and those weren't areas a that i don't live in so as i uh, as this continues to evolve I wanted to meet with other local business owners like restaurant owners, you know, whoever. And I, I don't really want to drive 30 minutes every time to do that. I want it to be in my area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, and
2: so in other
1: words, the, the advice that I'm hearing from you uh, is it, you're not you're not necessarily against using a specific city if it's not taken. But in your case, it was so you decided instead of being very specific to a city, which will probably segregate who's going to join and not join based upon that you kind of kept it broad based kind of neutral which you can control that narrative of what areas it covers i I like that It's, it's a unique perspective and i think a lot of people could take something from that so for me in st louis You know, rather than than saying because all cities are the same, you know, I could call it Kirkwood or Webster Groves or, you know, uh, Frontenac or Town and Country or Imperial. But instead, I should say South St. Louis and I can be as broad based as I want because there is no specific thing. It's just it's just a general area, basically. So I like that. You mentioned the growth hack for you or the growth you know that 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 timeline when when you when you made the move was when you invited a co host or co uh, admin was it just the one person or did you end up actually doing multiple people
2: so at that time it was just him and and his objective was just to invite people and and he did it so quickly And he invited the right people, meaning, you know, if he invited a thousand people, uh, what I'm seeing is basically if you invite however many people, about 25% of those will end up joining, you know, you you can keep re-inviting them and stuff, but, but overall, the rough average is about 25% of people will join. But fortunately of the group that he initially invited, there were probably two or three others of him meaning that they then invited mm-hmm. a 1000 or so people. And that's when we got to the 3000. But he was the only admin, he didn't have any other duties whatsoever, other than inviting people, no approving of posts, no approving of people being uh, led into the group. He wanted to know that upfront, we had that discussion, I was like, nope. All I need you to do is invite people. You're an insurance agent, so maybe down the road, eventually, occasionally post something how, like, how X is impacting insurance rates. But there is zero other requirements. Many other Facebook group owners will say, you know, they'll they'll create their own duties and descriptions. But I didn't want to put that on anyone else, and I wanted it to all be in my control. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I forget. If I'm the moderator or admin and it doesn't matter, but no one, no one is on uh, the same level as me, meaning I get to oversee everything. And that's only because a, I don't want them to end up doing something that I can't control the reaction to. So I want to make sure I have that control. Uh, Now I did end up bringing in someone else. And they've been absolutely amazing and a blessing in that I don't have to post, but if they do, the engagement in the group will continue. And that doesn't mean I don't post, because if I don't post, people don't know I'm a realtor, but they keep up the engagement and the engagement is through the roof. And I'm unbelievably, incredibly grateful for that person.
1: Can you say what they do?
2: She and her husband own a local plumbing company.
1: I see that. Just Jessica.
2: Yeah. So they, they, they were posting and one day I reached out and I was like, Hey, uh, thanks for being so, you know, contributing to the group. Would you be open to becoming an admin? And she's like, what's involved. And I was like, posting more, posting more memes, posting stuff. And now she posts, I don't know, five, six memes a day that get engagement, get people aware of the group, get, pe- get Facebook aware of the group. So now Facebook is pushing uh, the group through the algorithm because they see that people want to be engaged in this group
1: and the advantage to having these business owners be a part of this i mean i know the answer but i want you to say it you know so what is the advantage for jessica and her husband or for the insurance agent from your perspective how would you describe it
2: they're getting additional exposure to their business without having to say that they are plumbers or insurance agents so Uh, I'll I'll give my example, if I may, more directly, but because I know they're getting it too, I just don't know their numbers. The business that I receive from the group as a realtor usually is from people direct messaging me or calling saying, Blair, we, we need or want to sell our home, come over. So the same for them. They are getting direct messages saying, Jessica, we're looking for a plumber. Or Brian, we need an insurance agent. Now, with the rules that I've set up, Thursdays are our business post day where I create a thread and then everyone in the group that's a business owner can share what their business is, which they do as well. But in being an admin, I've set it up to where if they want to share about their business whenever they can, just not inundate the group because I have seen too many groups Fall off when too much stuff is posted about businesses when people don't really care. They want to know what can help them.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And and as um so for those of you obviously those of you listening to this that are interested in this you know you're, you're getting some really good strong nuggets here. And I think what I would suggest and I use this I mean Blair you probably know this I I I speak and all over the country and one of, one of my one of my uh, The uh, topics is talking about general strategies to overcome tech and the future of 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 where our industry is going. The world's going replacing humans, and Facebook groups is is a strong piece of that presentation. And I always give examples and say, "Go check out these groups." Well, you're one of them that that's in my presentation because I tell people, "Like, go look at this. You need to see how this is done." And as you as I'm scrolling uh, Blair's page, you know, this isn't about it's it's like an it's like an aggregator. For a community. So it's a place where people can go to not only ask questions. I need a a cleaner for my office. I need a plumber to do this. I need, um, there's another cleaning services one. There's a, I mean, there's somebody asking for a copy of a a video game for Nintendo Wii or Xbox. I mean, (laughs) But that's winning, right? That's how you win. And then, and then it's about memes and getting, getting engagement. And, but as I'm scrolling this, I'm noticing like it's a v- big variety of random people posting, which tells me that this is a very engaged group. And one thing I want to point out that Blair mentioned is, and I hear this from all of the most successful uh, real estate agents who have Facebook groups, they control the narrative. They don't allow realtors in unless you really trust them and they're going to be contributors. But they got to realize that, hey, listen, I'm the realtor in this group. So when somebody asks, I'm jumping in. It's mine, not yours. But that's OK. Like, that's the whole point, right? You're putting in the work. You deserve the reward. So I I, I love that. Now, I, I do want to ask, is there a specific so... You know, you can't control, you know, all of these other posts, Matt Bibby and Jen Campos and, uh, you know, any of these people, Andrea may pop in and there's other all over over the board here. I could go on and on and on, but you must have some sort of a strategy. What is the cadence? Uh, You mentioned you have one day a week where it's promote your business, right? Everybody gets a chance to promote their business. That's one strategy. What else do you have? That's just kind of cut and
2: dry. So basically, I'm on my phone and computer as much as possible, and I'm looking at the group to see when posts come in. And it's part of my job to approve or reject those posts quickly because okay. I've been told and hopefully it's true. Otherwise, I'm really wasting my time is the quicker they're approved or or responded to, including people joining the group, the more Facebook will continue to see that, yes, this is a group that we want to push because what we're seeing that this group is helping the community so basically it's it's somewhat a free-for-all meaning any posts are allowed other than there is zero discussion about politics religion uh don't don't allow any of that if anything comes up occasionally maybe i'll give someone a second chance but i just block them because i don't they're aware of the rules and it just goes south and not the type of community that I want to have or be part of. Because this is, this is to me, Jeff, like this is basically, I, I'm, I've always been an introvert, not, might not always come across that way on social media, but I'm an introvert. And this also, it th- this group was never about me getting business. Like my, my, I know my coach, I know I said my coach set it up. So like, I don't have to worry about buying Zillow leads. But this was basically a way for me, literally, to find a, a group of guys. And I don't mean that sexist, like to play basketball with, because I love playing basketball and I wasn't, and I didn't know where to go. Next door is a joke. So I didn't want to go to next door. I wanted my own platform to find my own people and, and then other stuff to find a group of people to do a happy hour with. So it's me setting it up how I want. So it's, it's my peeps. Like this is, these are my people. That doesn't mean all 14,600 people in it are people that I would hang out with every day. It just means that that's the community in the area that I'm in. And I, I approve almost all posts that are not related to business. Like you, you just mentioned a couple and then Tristan told me about doing reels in groups, which I didn't know about. So I started doing those. I don't try to post real estate stuff in the group, but I do feel, and I know someone listening might say that this is, you know, uh, biased. I'm going to go do a video tour of a house, usually not my listing. And I'm going to post that as a reel. And usually it's a luxury home. And why? Because I feel people love talking about luxury homes. It's stuff that not all of us see on a daily basis. So whether it's here in Phoenix, if the average price is 500 grand and I get, get to go tour a $2 million home that has this crazy cool kitchen, backyard, bathroom and feature that on a reel, gets people talking and nowhere in it, usually do I say, call me for buying a home. It's just doing that and if someone wants to post something else a reel they can do it so i i let almost all posts go or fly other than political and business other than on Thursdays i mean political i don't allow at all
1: yeah yeah i mean, I mean this is this it's a great it's a great strategy and it's and it's fairly simplistic and that's the point here folks i mean this is what we want you to take from this because i truly believe and you haven't said it you 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 kind of alluded to it but you didn't say it directly Facebook groups are the best CRM that exists. Most of you sign up for a CRM because it comes with your brokerage. Most of you do nothing with it. And even those of you that do do something with it, it ends up, it's basically a form of spam. You, you're very few of you actually ask your customers if they want to join your CRM, you automatically put them in there and then you just blast them with data and statistics and 10 tips to sell your house in the spring and crap like that. That's not relevant to them. Most people probably either ignore them or actually, you know, uh, the unsubscribe from the email list. Right. And, and a Facebook group, as you mentioned, they have to choose to join the group. Right. And even though it's only going to be 25%, I agree with you. It's probably accurate. Uh, they choose to be there. Now you're meeting them where they want to be met, where they choose to be met, where, when they're laying in bed, when they're sitting on public transit, when they're sitting at the office, when they're sitting on the toilet, perusing Facebook, they're, you're meeting them where they want to be met. And Blair does it well. He's not meeting them with a bunch of crap yet. He's gaining business from this. And I know you say it and, and, and I, I believe you, but I do. And I don't because you know, the reality is, I mean, you, you know, I've cut from the same cloth, you know, all I do is just vomit value and advice and tips all day long, because I know now from experience, it will come back to me tenfold in business. And I think you're starting to feel this and taste this and it's having an impact in your business. And now you have grown 20, 21, 22, right? You're, 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 you're getting better and better. I I, th- I think it's, I think it's fantastic, man. Is there any other, is there anything I didn't touch on with the group That you we have to we have to include in this in this episode.
2: I do, and if it's if it's too much info, just tell me to shut up, and I'm I'm good. So basically, a couple things are again used to, and I still make phone calls. Is for for those listening to this or watching it. Is you know one question might be, oh my god, that it's going to be so much time. Regardless of the time, but also understand like usually what you spend time on. If you continue to do it will pay off whether it's open houses you know running ads or whatever that that continued effort is is what will deliver results so uh did this take a lot of time initially probably but now i'm i i am now and i've been seeing the results for a while Uh, but as an example we are now almost to august and i can say over the past let's say 6 weeks i basically have had in the neighborhood of 5 whether it's 4 6 or 7 just going to say 5 people that have reached out to me saying we want to sell our home uh come over so the age old come list me which is this you know Whoa, like this gold thing that all of us as realtors or as a lender Covet to say, you know, we want you to do our loan with that customer reaching out to you at let's say no expense, because the Facebook group is no expense, is incredible. Now, again, that's not why I created the group. And I'm honored and happy to get the business that's a byproduct of everything else. That's amazing. So, you know, the time spent in the group, it's an activity. So if I'm spending an hour a day, that's my time. But what I'm super, super passionate about is now that little group that started with my, you know, 10 local friends. That's now almost 15,000. I now have these shirts that I'm wearing and selling and hats. Uh, I've created a newsletter. So when you join the group or request to join, there's a question. It's, do you want to be part of our free newsletter weekly? Drop your email. If they say no, I'm still letting them in the group. It's not like I'm forcing them to give me their email. But Mm -hmm. Tristan... Uh, pointed that out to me. He's like, for the longest time, I was just letting everyone in. Maybe there's another channel because not everyone is on Facebook all the time. So now I have this newsletter, which I love doing, do it weekly. It's in MailChimp. And then also this Saturday, I'm launching my website for livingnorthphoenix.com. And I am super, super stoked that now I have this, this, these spokes that are creating this Thing to become this, uh, you know, what Gary V has talked about and you guys talk about, the mayor of our community through, the, through these different things. If you're not on Facebook, you're probably going to find the website. If you find the website, now you can join the group if you want, join the newsletter, find out everything else. And in continuing to build my brand, which basically everything is now Living North Phoenix, um, that's where this is headed. I absolutely love it. I would strongly recommend it to everyone and put in the time. You will see the results. It's it's incredible the impact that we can have on people. Uh, forget the housing part of stuff, just the impact. And through that, I am blessed to do what I'm doing. Uh, like I'm looking at the group insights right now, past 28 days, there's 28,000 reactions and 601 posts. For a group of 15,000 people with 11,000 active members by Facebook pulled statistics, not me pulling something out of my butt to say, this is what it is. It's an incredibly engaged group that I wake up to and get to see a hundred times a day that I helped create this incredible thing that I am forever grateful for.
1: Do you know how much business you've gotten from the group? Do you track that?
2: I have to look back at the exact numbers, Uh, Keeping in mind that first year, which was a half a year or so, extremely slow and light. Second year was extremely low and light too. But regardless, in three years now, I would say in the neighborhood of probably a dozen or so closed deals from it with another half dozen uh, like pending.
1: I mean, do the math in three years and and just like anything, you start anything, it takes a little while to get going. That's just natural. Uh, and now all of a sudden, here we are uh, in, in three years in and and you're looking at the potential of having 24 transactions. This is exactly I mean, Blair, this fits perfect to, to what I preach, which is, you know. I use myself as an example. We hockey sticked curve, but I use it as an example of this is what the impact of social and video can have. But like I always tell my audiences, I'm like, but maybe that's not you. But if you went from 10 transactions last year and went to 20, or 20 to 40, or 40 to to 80, what's the impact it's going to have on your life? It's going to be exponential. It's going to be massive. This is this is the perfect example of, of somebody we're talking to here. I mean, this is fantastic. So, Blair, obviously, they know where to go. I'm going to say it again. It's called Living North Phoenix on Facebook. You should go check out this group. And I would say that even if you choose to join it, put in the, – there's probably a comment somewhere where you can tell Blair – I heard it on the podcast. I just want to track the group. I want to use the group as inspiration. I'm sure Blair would love to hear that. Uh, so do that. Is there anywhere else that you would recommend connecting with people or people to connect with you uh, on social media? Or you say you mentioned the website. Uh, you also have a website, which is BlairBowlin.com. Uh, go check that out. It's Blair, b l a i r b a a l l i n it goes along with your that last name fits your basketball interest um that makes a lot of sense but is there anywhere else people can connect can connect with you
2: i i i love facebook so i have a couple profiles i would strongly suggest for those that end up Starting a group or have one looking to grow it, that you create a second profile. Because uh, there was uh, just up until a couple days ago, Facebook restricted my posts because of something I did a couple years ago on my uh, profile. So I created a second profile to make sure that if anything happens to that other one, I still have this one. Most importantly, to still have control of the group. Because if I lost that profile, I, I don't know if I would be able to easily get back in. So I, I love Facebook. You can find me just with my name. Uh, send a friend request. Would love to connect with all of you guys and gals.
1: I love it. And and if they want to go find you on TikTok, what's your TikTok name?
2: <laughs> uh, that's a good question. So TikTok <laughs> is, uh, let's see here, Ball in Real Estate.
1: There you go, B A L L I N real estate on TikTok, and you and you heard it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tease you anymore because we're out of time. Uh, But but I, I love what you said. I hate it. I hate what it stands for, but I'm embracing it because I see what it will probably do for my business. I also know you hang out in our circles, and we're constantly badgering you to get on it, and not because for our own, you know, for any specific interest, other than we know that it is it is it is uh, defining the future of marketing and it's it 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 will pay off to embrace it and understand how to use it so i applaud you for that blair and i'm glad you're
2: there thank you so much
1: thanks for uh thanks for being here brother uh everybody go check out living north phoenix go friend blair ballin uh, you will not regret it. It's a great inspiration, and um, if you happen to not be in real estate, uh, there's more reason to get into that group, uh, because it's it's uh, especially if you're in that North Phoenix area, because it is it is a place that you can go for so much great content about the community. So, uh, Blair, thank you again for sharing. I look forward to watching you continue to grow. I think the next time we have you on the show, you'll probably be at like fifty thousand members. You'll be you'll be breaking all barriers. So, um, keep up the good work.
2: Thanks for having me, and and maybe I'll end up actually doing a TikTok video a day. I love it.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use, so agents love working with it, and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow Up Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab coat to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab coat.
2: Agents Podcasts.